Pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hello, good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show. My name is Steve Curran. Hello, I am Simon Byron. How are you doing, Simon? Doing okay, thanks, Steve. I've got an annoying notification in my earphone. Just went then. I hope you can't hear it. I think I did just hear something. It sounded, Simon, like a TIE fighter. No, that's not it. It's going ba bum in my ears, and I don't know what it's. Um, I don't know what. I, yeah, I don't know what the problem is. Is I, I, I mean, I can see the house. It's not on fire. Um, yeah, I don't know. But I'm going to push on and hope that it's nothing serious. <laughs> um, I don't know why. I, I mean, now I'm feeling a bit like I've accused you of being the sort of man who'd set up on their desktop machine Tie Fighter sounds as notifications. <laughs> <laughs> I had lunch with Dexter today and he was telling me about uh, his stepfather's new car, which is a Tesla. Um, I don't think they're quite as expensive as they used to be, Steve, so there's no <laughs> need to have an inferiority complex there, is there? What's the matter? He doesn't have a 50-inch TV in his room at his, uh, his, uh, his main residence. Mm. Anyway, um, he was telling me about it and uh, it's uh, apparently Tesla's. I, I say apparently. I mean, it, it's, it is obvious, isn't it? Um, you can you can buy. Well, first of all, he said that you, you can buy a speaker that plays your music outside the car as well as in it. And I thought, of course. <laughs> um, secondly, he said though, uh, he said you can customize the uh, horn. Uh, and I said, oh, that's interesting. I said, um, have you worked out a way of hacking into it so that when your step stepdad like is really angry. <laughs> Like he's driving around in Tesla, really angry. Somebody cuts him up, pushes hard on the horn button, and then it just goes, mm, mm, I love you, or, or something like that. And Dex said he hadn't thought about it, but he's going to look into it for us. Excellent. Good news. Um, we are a video game radio show, and for the next 50 minutes or so, we're going to be talking about video games, because that's kind of what we do uh, in between getting distracted. We have a letters section that will be coming up later in the show. We've definitely had letters, plural, this week. We have reviews at the end of the show. We have news at the start, and I'll be catching up with Simon, because apparently, as planned, you did get on a boat. I did get on a boat, Steve. Yep, no problem at all. Um, yeah, it was a narrow boat, and um, it went uh, one hour along the canal and then turned around and came back. Okay, well, we'll hear all about that journey and who you met on that boat later in the show. Uh, for now, though, it's time for the news. Scamfleberry. 
Simon, I did do a bit of news research this week and I've pulled out three stories. How many of you? Well got? done you. I've got four and I only did four because I didn't think you'd do any. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's a waste of effort on my part. I'm so sorry. Let's see, let's see whether we had any in common, shall we? Okay, you go first. Okay, well, I picked this <laughs> as news in inverted commas. Um, it came up on my uh, Android sort of Google News feed, which when you swipe, you swipe right, um, displays a, n- a number of stories it thinks you're interested mm. in. And this is from a website that I hadn't heard of before. It's called gizchina.com. Just before we go on, how mm. accurate is your Android news story? Because like, mine's pretty good. Yeah, I'm generally very happy with it. The only um, time it starts to get things wrong is when uh, it thinks I support football teams that I don't just because I've gambled on them. (laughs) (laughs) I just, well, I assume mine is for different reasons that its news story algorithm doesn't go as low as Stockport County. Right. Uh, But I get get Lego and cricket and, yeah, some football stuff. uh, Right, well, I tell you, you're going to be annoyed with your your feed then that that it, it presumably didn't drop this in because... I mean, I hadn't heard of this website, but it's got an extraordinary news story that uh, I'm surprised hasn't been picked up by everybody else. Uh, Written by Marco Lancaster on October the 12th uh, this year, uh, tagged with Apple. The headline is, Apple handheld console is coming to compete with the Nintendo Switch. Apple Arcade teased us with the possibilities of Apple's return to the range of gaming. Now, a fresh rumour points out the possibility of a new handheld console made by Apple. The new console... So, the intro there is like it's a rumour, but then the next sentence, the new console is coming to compete in the range dominated by the Nintendo Switch, and that will soon get more alternatives such as the Steam Deck. Now, this is where it gets interesting. I'm going to skip a couple of paragraphs here. Um, Right. Uh, this time round, Apple will aim at the mass market to possibly dethrone the Nintendo Switch. According to a report, the Apple console will be a hybrid device, a combination of Switch and, P- and Sony's PS5. If this comparison means the portability of Switch, but the power of the PS5, then we need to be excited. Uh, but, 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 furthermore, um, the company has, uh, kickstarted the development of several titles and has major studios on board. The company has alternatives to Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey, and they are ready, to, or they are already ready to go. Okay. This sounds like nonsense, but, <laughs> but it is Apple, so you never know. Um, how come this has not been reported across the internet? Well, I don't know. I mean, it's pretty big news that this combination of the PS5 and the Switch, isn't it? Can you imagine? You would, backed by Apple, who have got, you know, alternatives to Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild ready to go. Ready to go, just ready to publish. Um, uh, yeah, so it's just, um, yeah, it's extraordinary. I mean, you know, maybe we'll be tempted back to the Apple ecosystem with that sort of power in our pockets. Well, you say that. I was thinking about this earlier. So... Regular listeners to the show for, and I mean listeners whose whose memories stretch back a couple of years, should know that um, One Life Left had a shared Apple account. We were a part of Anne's family, weren't we? We were a part of Anne's family. And so we had access to Apple Arcade, uh, but then we got divorced, didn't we, earlier this year? Quite unceremoniously, just an email saying we'd been removed from family accounts did did we actually get that yes literally oh uh, did we well because I, I don't think i fully joined it in, uh okay. because i don't have any i don't have any apple devices but that's i mean that's that's a harsh way to find out isn't it it was brutal um a, a an email arrived from from apple just to say that and then uh maybe half an hour later an email from Anne to say by the way because of she wasn't very clear on the reason Okay, um, so um, I, I wonder whether she's still got access to uh, to, to to Breath of the Wild and uh, Mario Odyssey. Um, did you notice your life change in any significant way? Absolutely not. I hadn't used it for about a year. <laughs> maybe, maybe that was just it being really needy. Then, well, <laughs> well, then I'm going to remove you if yeah. you're not going to. Perhaps so. So the other thing that struck me as odd about this was uh, the tone of the writing did not seem fully professional. Fully committed. Um, Stephen Rowe commented 
so there's uh, five comments on the story. Uh, Eric Forsyth ports out the portability is not the big thing that Switch has got going for it. The biggest thing is the game library. Then Stephen Rowe gets really angry. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just uh, He has four comments, the last of which is, honestly, remove the clickbait article. Right. Yeah, that's so what it know. strikes me as. But I guess we'll find out. Is There's a big Apple announcement coming shortly, I think. Well, uh, it sounds to me like it's just happened. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, news story number two, I suppose I should pick this one. Uh, I chose this one because of the headline. I found it funny. Uh, it's from Eurogamer. It's by Wesley Yinpool from the 16th of October 2021. Headline is this. Company that told Sony, go ahead, sewers, pulls replacement PS5 plates from sales, says Sony threatened to sue them. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) Uh, um, In February, Canadian-based device customization company D-Brand launched its replacement PS5 plates, dubbed Dark Plates. Uh, With the release of Dark Plates, the unthinkable has happened, D-Brand said at the time. We've taken Sony's monumental achievement in bad design and fixed it. We can only assume that our prizes are in the mail. Um, Yeah, and uh, uh, it said at the top of the website, go ahead, sewers. So uh, Sony threatened to do that. In the cease and desist layer, which Dbrand has published online, lawyers representing Sony acclu- accuse the company of trademark and copyright infringement, as well as counterfeiting. And so they've stopped doing that now. Well, there we go. We talk- I think we talked about these when they dropped and um, discussed whether this might happen. Yeah, if only they'd not been so bold and said, don't sue us, Sony. Maybe Sony, would, maybe Sony wouldn't have done. Maybe uh, not. Of course, we don't know about the practicalities of installing these things or much more about this uh, because we don't have PS5s, do we? We don't have PS5s. One of the new stories I didn't do is that uh, in America, um, people who don't own PS5s are apparently being given the opportunity to register to, for, the, for another opportunity to buy a PS5 when they go on sale. Yeah, that was going to be my second news story. Uh, so, so I'm down to one other one now. Um, that's interesting, though, isn't it? I'm not sure I've ever seen a first, you know, the manufacturer of a machine get involved with uh, orders on that scale. Yeah, it's just, I, you know, I, I, I saw somebody post on Twitter today going, well, hang on a minute, hasn't been has it been out for a year? Why can't I buy one? Mm. Uh, you know, and obviously a mixture of things going on, the uh, the, the shortage of silicon uh, predominantly. But um, yeah, it's a strange situation, isn't it? Have I ruined that news story for you? Not at all. I mean, it's a very brief one. I, I will close it with their closing statement from this Eurogamer article. Well, while we strongly believe in the consumer's right to customise and modify their hardware with aftermarket components, your dark plates are now a collector's item, Brand said. You know what they say? You either die a dark plates owner or you live long enough to see yourself become the scalper. In closing, F you and especially F Sony. Talk soon. <laughs> okay. Well, I hope so. There we go. Wonder what they'll do next. Uh, Video Games Chronicle writes uh, Andy Robinson on the 15th of October. 15th of October. Uh, Nintendo has confirmed that pricing for its new expansion packs, which online membership tier, will be double that of the standard subscription. The expansion pack tier, which is required to play N64 and Sega games, will cost $49.99, €39.99 or £34.99 for a 12-month individual's membership, while a family membership will cost €80.70 or £60 for 12 months. This represents a doubling of price from the standard tier. In addition to a new selection of the Nintendo 64 and Sega Genesis Stroke Mega Drive games, the expansion pack tier will also include the just-announced paid DLC for Animal Crossing's New Horizons at no additional cost. Uh, I mean, that is literally an additional cost. (laughs) Well, yeah, but if you paid the additional cost, there'll be no more additional costs, will there? So... Um, yeah, so just uh, just to uh, wrap this one, uh, the launch N64 games will be Mario 64, Mario Kart 64, Star Fox 64, Yoshi's Story, The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, Mario Tennis, Dr. Mario 64, Sin and Punishment, and Win Back, and more will follow. Um, Nintendo recently confirmed that the European N64 games set to be added to Nintendo Switch Online service will include the faster 60 hertz versions of each title. 
you can now buy the N64 and Mega Drive controllers from Nintendo. Okay, so first question, are you back in? Well, uh, life has been breathed into my uh, Switch uh, enthusiasm with the arrival on Monday, two days before I was expecting it, Steve, of the Switch OLED, uh, which... I have to say, is an absolute joy to behold. Um, when we went on the boat, I, I was going to bring it down, actually, for the boat to show you. And um, I'd even packed the little Joy-Con rails so that we could play Mario Kart together on a boat. Imagine that. I thought that we could have been like an advert. Uh, you know you know the adverts where they have really old men yeah, that uh, <laughs> playing on a on a rickety narrow well, boat that goes one hour. It's for everyone, isn't it? It's not just, <laughs> one it's not just for the beautiful people. Uh, but I didn't in the end because um, I wasn't bringing a bag for me and uh, it was weighing down my jacket pockets. I didn't. Anyway, I didn't get to spe- see much of you, did I, because of what happened mm. um uh but no since then um yeah it's you know i found myself uh i've been buying more switch titles and am i tempted i am tempted i haven't done it yet mm-hmm. i did look on the app yesterday as to whether you could upgrade your membership so I'm, I'm currently out of contract currently out of online contract with switch um so we shall see. Let's see. Let's see when people start playing these N64 games, and then I will rent them for a year on my Switch, and then never play them, which like I did with the <laughs> NES and the yeah. SNES games. It's a very good lineup, though. That for the N64 um, titles, the uh, the Sin and Punishment particularly is a surprise, but a very, very, very good game that I think very few people will have played. And will I pay 35 quid, well, 70 quid, I suppose it is, for that and Animal Crossing at no additional cost? <laughs> uh, I think I probably will, um, because I love Animal Crossing and it's, you know, it's easy, isn't it? Well, uh, how, mu- how much will that DLC cost uh, on its own? There you go, twenty five ninety nine. sorry, twenty four ninety nine dollars the Animal Crossing DLC. Oh, you can buy it separately? Yes. Okay. That is so, quite good value. So, I mean, that, that's the difference between you and me. Is I don't like Animal Crossing. <laughs> so yeah. for me, um, maybe actually we could set up a rival family now uh, with uh, to show Anne. Interesting. Very good. We should. We should. And we could, um, we could invite her. And then, and then get Nintendo to send her a message dropping her. Uh, <laughs> something like that. All right. Good. Um... I do have another news story, uh, which is, where is it? Here we go. Uh, This is by Tom Phillips, news editor at Eurogamer, updated on the 16th of October 2021. Uh, Mojang has announced Minecraft The Wild Update, the game's big new edition for 2022. Uh, This will include the deep dark biome delayed from the second half of this year's Caves and Cliffs update, and they detailed other features uh, at Mineco- Minecon Live, uh, which I guess is a live Minecon Minecraft event. Now, here's my question to you, Simon. When was the last mm. time you played Minecraft? Uh, I, I would. I'm 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 unsure whether I've actually played Minecraft. I mean, I've loaded it up. I own it many <laughs> times over. But as to whether I've you know s- spent hours doing playing the game as such. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think I have done. But again, I was thinking of it recently when um, I was wondering what to do with my ugh, LED switch. Ugh, my eyes. <laughs> I can't bear to look at it. Um, and the obvious thing to do is to is to pass it. Is to hand it down, isn't it? Hand it down to my three and a half year old daughter. She's four in December. I was wondering when she would start. When it would be worth showing her how one works uh, because she you know she's quite familiar with apps and stuff and she likes the idea of uh, video games and we've played a couple together but yeah so i wondered if um i should i should rather than stick this on ebay whether i should hold on to it and give give her that to play minecraft on that's interesting so you have you say show her how it works has she ever hold a held a switch she's not held a switch no she's played um 
We've played Mario Kart together, um, which I think I mentioned on the show. Mm-hmm. What I've not mentioned on the show is that we have also included her in family rounds of Towerfall. So me, my wife, Dexter, and Ramona will play together, which is great because, you know, she's having a good time. Um, although, you know, that could be argued if you just saw a video of her holding it up going, die, die, die. <laughs> um, but the other thing about Towerfall, which makes that sort of, family interaction a little bit awkward is that actually everybody does have to you have to kill everybody on the screen and so either me kate or dexter do have to go and shoot my three-year-old daughter <laughs> now, she, she doesn't realize what's going on so that's, that final moment, but, that's the best um, way simon <laughs> exactly yeah uh so uh, she's not held one uh, no but she has played a couple of games the reason i bring this up is i know it must have been about it must have been maybe nine months ago now that you you said that you had introduced Ramona to Mario Kart. Mm. Do you think it was that long ago? Maybe I don't know. Maybe what, what is time? What, what is time? Is time? Uh, and since then, I've been a bit, been a bit anxious about it because I, you know, Ramona's a year older than Alice. And mm. I've been thinking, when is the time to uh, to start her playing Mario Kart? Well, I broke the other day, gave her my Switch for the first time, sat her in front of uh, Monkey Ball. Okay. Yeah, she played Monkey Ball. And um, we'll hear a bit more about that later in the show. Oh, sorry. Wait, wait. I completely forgot. We were doing a news story then. We were doing a news story, the link to the future. So so the reason I ask about Minecraft is I went... um, I haven't played it since... played it right near the start and then all of the notch stuff sort of left little distaste for it and even after Microsoft bought the game I, I wasn't that interested in in playing it and then recently about a year ago I decided I'd go back in see what it was like I was really impressed like not just with uh, everything that had changed I mean it's still recognisably the same game that it was a decade ago but um, just with how brilliant that game still is it's like super fun just exploring and making a world your own and I think it's easy to, like, we've gone past the point where Minecraft was a small indie title and then it became the biggest game on the planet, right? It was just so huge and then Microsoft bought it for, was it two billion? Something like that. Lots Uh, of billions. Yeah, lots of billions. Um, uh, And it just, it struck me, you know, we don't talk about it anymore, but it's still a huge game. It's It's an industry in itself. Mojang released some new player stats for the game it says at the end of the article here they reached a fresh monthly active user peak of 140 million players in august that's crazy like and i've not heard a single person in the games industry talk about minecraft for years and years and years um which i guess shows how oblivious sometimes we get to the uh the the biggest things on the planet just because they're they're no longer the the new hot thing they just still exist and they're still super super popular yeah I, I, it's it's still um it's still a good entry point i think for kids isn't it that's, mm. that's why they start they, it's it's uh minecraft at five it's Fortnite at seven and then it's call of duty at 12 <laughs> is that your official roadmap <laughs> that's my peggy rating <laughs> <laughs> good all right uh new story from you Right, I thought this was pretty good news for us, actually. Again, from videogameschronicle.com, Jordan Midler wrote on the 14th of October. Popular gaming forum, Resetera, has been acquired by MOBA Network by for $4.55 million. MOBA Network, which owns fan sites for several large properties, such as dotafire.com, smitefire.com, and leaguespy.net, announced the acquisition on Thursday. The deal, which includes $3.55 million upon closing and a further $1 million, which is to be paid by December the 31st, 2021, will see the brand acquire a user base of over 55,000 members. In the announcement, it was confirmed that the operational team that runs Resetera will continue to moderate and engage with the community and work with MOBA Network on future product development. It's a lot of money, Steve. That is a lot of money, Simon. Um, how much do you think we're worth? Well, there's there's the um, there's the question, isn't it? Do you think it's a million dollar question? <laughs> I got I got an email uh, to my work account uh, this week. I, like it must have been on Tuesday, 
and it was an offer, an offer to buy yogscast.com. <laughs> And it came straight to me. I haven't oh. told anybody about this. <laughs> you shouldn't, came, Simon. Well, Wait exactly, until you, yeah. you find out more. I, I didn't realise I owned it. Um, <laughs> and then um, uh, I got... And the, but then I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you just sort of I- I- ignore that. I got an email the following day going, well, I presume you're not interested in, in selling me yogscast.com. <laughs> I'm like, I, I mean, I, you know, I don't own it. Yeah. But but anyway, so yeah, there's clearly interest out there. And we definitely do own One Life Left we definitely do. I had a, a pitch the other day. For maybe, actually, maybe I could just suggest that instead <laughs> of class man. I've got, I've got the next best thing. Uh, I was pitching something the other day uh, to someone, and we're doing that bit at the start um, where you introduce who. So he explained who he was, and he was talking about a podcast that he works on, and then I explained um, who I am. Um, and uh, told him a little bit about, you know, a radio show that I work on and didn't say the name, obviously. And then he said, what's it called? At that point, I have to say the name. So then I said the name and he wrote mm-hmm. it down. He said, I'll, I'll tune in. And I said, best not to. <laughs> he said, well, well, I'm going to. And I said, it's just two old men talking about games. He said, sometimes that's what you want, isn't it? And like, <laughs> is it? Is it? <laughs> Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe that's uh, that's uh, that's our marketing thing. Um, good. Well, that's exciting, Simon. Congratulations on your new business venture. Yeah. Well, well this is it. This is it, isn't it? So now that I'm in the business of selling dot coms, um, like what? How many? How, so they have fifty five thousand members on their forum. Mm. Uh, how many have we got in the Discord? But can we sell that? Can we? Can we sell them? Can we sell those hundred and thirty people? Oh, well, we'd have to probably ask for the permissions of, of one or two, maybe a representative sample. <laughs> just just ask whoever's online. Do you mind being Okay. Involved? Yeah. Um, and then, um, you know, <laughs> do it. Just do it. Simon, if you can uh, if you can sell onelifeleft.com for four point, how much? No, th- uh, five million. Uh, oh, no, sorry, 4.55 million. 4.55 million. Would we, would we have a no compete? Would we then be able to go and set up Two lives left. No lives left. Well, I mean, you know, given that it will have taken us 15 years to have done anything with one life, I think, and given how old we are, I think it's unlikely that we would ever do anything within our lifetimes that would compete with this. No, I I mean, yeah. Good. Uh, as, As for what the obligations our Discord members would have, would, you know... I don't know. Maybe they they'll have to move house, will they? I don't know how this works. They'll have to leave their families, mm. and uh, yeah, but they'll become at the beck and call of our new owners. That's the end of the news, isn't it? Is it? Well, the other thing that's going on, the thing that's rumbling on at the moment. Have you seen how um, FIFA and EA are pretending that that? Uh, no, actually, it's fine. Actually, no, actually, um, you know, uh, we want to start seeing other people anyway. Um, <laughs> So did we so, cover this on the show the other week that FIFA, maybe we didn't, FIFA's thinking of not being called FIFA anymore, at least you'd think that judging by their press release, which was like, yeah, by the way, we're just sort of, with, 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 you know, like you say, seeing other names at the moment, just dabbling with it. Have FIFA said something too? They have done, yeah. They've said, no, actually, no, we're um, we're, optimis- we're optimistic about our long-term future in gaming and esports. And actually, you know, the future of... Uh, Future of gaming and esports for football stakeholders must involve more than one party controlling and exploiting all rights. They said, "No, actually, no. That's that's what we want to do anyway. No, we were going to do that anyway. Actually, no, <laughs> you didn't chuck me. I chucked you." FIFA must be absolutely gutted that Konami's thing has bombed, right? Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. So they said FIFA is engaging with very. We're already talking to various industry players. <laughs> Um, They've sent out some emails to see if, like, yogscast.com is available. <laughs> exactly. But um, escalating this, uh, EA have gone and uh, filed a trademark for EA, EA Sports FC. <laughs> no, actually, no, yeah, no, actually, we, 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 we didn't want to call it FIFA anymore anyway. We're going to call it EA Sports FC. <laughs> actually. And uh, you can imagine, like that, that you know, if that when when they make friends, because obviously it's going to be called FIFA. Like, yeah, yeah, obviously it's going to be called FIFA. And you know, when they're just set, so, what was all that about? Oh no, no, that was just our internal football team we were setting up. It was right, yeah. yeah, sorry you misunderstood. Oh, we had, oh, that's so embarrassing. We had no idea. Oh, guys, 
Uh, yeah, what load of nonsense. There we go. More on that next week. All right. Thanks, Simon. One Life Left Video Game News with Anne Scantleberry. listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. Resonance is a radio station broadcasting in London and across the world. It's one of our favourite things on the planet and you should listen to all of their other shows. You can also find One Life Left as a podcast that's downloadable at www.onelifeleft.com. Uh, on that website, you'll find the show notes there. You'll find the names of the pieces of music that we uh, we play on the show. You'll also find some notes on the show written by our under-caretaker, Phil. And, crucially, there is a link to the One Life Left Discord. You can join that chat about the show, and then ultimately, we will monetize you. <laughs> Good. Uh, yeah, I will. Um, I will respond to that man this week. Then, Steve, and then let's see. Let's see what happens to us. So, Simon, you mm. went on a boat. I did go on a boat this uh, this weekend. How did it go? <laughs> So I was I was unable to go on the boat, unfortunately. The plan was for us to go on the boat, and we knew that on the boat we were going to be on the boat with who? Uh, Anne Scantleberry. Mm. And we, you know, we knew that was going to happen. Um, and a boat, the good thing about a boat is that once you're on a boat, you can't get off the boat, can you? That's, that's one of the best things. <laughs> it's the only good thing about <laughs> the boat. That's the only reason we agreed to go on it. But unfortunately, I was not able to get on the boat in the first place. It was a very narrow boat, as I've <laughs> described, and it was. And the problem with it was that I couldn't get to Anne it, conveniently. Oh, no. um, so um, I couldn't I couldn't properly get to her for the duration of the boat trip. I did catch up. I see who else was on the boat. Who was on the boat? Marvel Comics, Kieran, Gin- Kieran Gillen. Unbelievable. Yeah. You know, uh, I thought he might be involved in this somehow. Wow. Um, Terry Kavanagh, he was there as well, on the boat. Kavanagh's always there somewhere, somewhere in the background. Kieran Gillen told me a secret. Really? <laughs> it genuinely did, yeah. What, what letter does it begin with? Well... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure. I, yeah, I can't. I, I'm not even. Maybe it's not even a letter. Uh, but that was good. We caught up with him on his. Uh, sorry, I caught up with him on his Kickstarter. It was good to speak to Terry about uh, what he's been up to and what's happening next with Dicey Dungeons, etc., etc. But as for Anne Scantlebury, who knows? Mm, who knows? But we are going to find out, aren't we? We are going to find out, as I did manage to grab her for 10 seconds. Name. Anne Scantlebury. Occupation. One Life Left presenter. What have you been doing? Find out next week. There we go. That's interesting, isn't it? It is interesting. Um, Yeah, it also means that we need to make that happen, I suppose. (laughs) Yeah, and you're editing the show next week. I'm down down in Bristol next weekend as well, so... uh, 
Yeah, let's hope I'm back for it. Otherwise, I won't know what's been happening. Perfect. Perfect. All right, good work, Simon. Shall we get on with the letters? Okay, we've definitely had some in the One Life Left inbox, haven't we? Chris Conroy has written Dear Team and Sinister Scammer Gains. More video games appearing in unusual places this week as Lloyds Bank launched a campaign to help tackle fraud in online games. There have been some big scamming stories in the past, notably in EVE Online, where the player-run economy and socio-political structure is perfect for those crafty enough to exploit others through corporate espionage or good old-fashioned Ponzi schemes that net tens of thousands of dollars in equivalent in-game currency. Contrast this with the all-too-frequent bait-and-switch routines in Roblox games like Pet Trainer Adopt Me, or the scripts that force trade items, deals that Roblox shrugs off as not their problem, and you start to get a sense of a growing problem across the industry. As companies continue to push digital currencies as a revenue stream, their responsibility to protect the player base from fraud has to keep pace. Player education like the Lloyds campaign is welcomed, but are the companies themselves doing enough to prevent exploits in the games in the first place? Your cheating and corruption correspondent, Chris Conroy. Well, we've seen this uh, edge into the news this week, haven't we, with Valve's decision to remove all games that sell items or or use NFT-based items from their store. Yes, that happened. Uh, I shrugged. And went, mm. um, whereas uh, over on Epic, they went, hey, you, you guys, you can come here then. Yeah, that wasn't surprising either, was it, uh, Epic's response to this? And I think um, I think this was a lot of fuss, a lot of internet noise over what amounted to a decision by Valve to protect themselves from some of the stuff that Chris is saying there. Uh, because there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of uncertainty about as this industry grows and grows and grows. I don't mean the gaming industry, but the sort of digital collectible industry as it grows, how governments are going to respond to it. And I think, um, I think Tony Gowland on the One Life Life Discord pointed out that Valve had said they didn't want to be a storefront for where you could um, ever make money from things in there. You couldn't make take items, withdraw them out, and end up using this as a profit-making enterprise because that places them legally at risk for all kinds of things. Uh, so I think Valve's decision there was purely defensive. Um, but yeah, Chris is right. As the industry gets more and more sophisticated or, or at least as people find more and more, <laughs> more, and more ways to make money with games, uh, so there are going to be more and more questions thrown at us from a legal and ethical standpoint. Questions I won't be able to answer because I really don't understand much of it at all. Uh, agree, <laughs> agreed. But I don't think by this time, you know, Chris, regular letter writer, I don't think he's really ans- uh, asking us questions, expecting to hear answers. He can't be by now. I, I, I tend to think of his his letters as more just kind of musing, like, and hoping our listeners can come up with something better than we can. Right, uh, we had, oh, we had, we've had three letters, I think, on the Discord. What? I know. All right, Xevious uh, writes this. Dear team and multiple SSGs, what with the current trend of games companies remastering their older games, I wonder when we will first see or see our first remaster of a remaster. Which remasters do you think would benefit from developers having another go? Well, that's a good. Uh, yeah, I um, I don't, I don't have a smart answer to that. I do. I, I'm, you know, I've been reading all the speculation about the GTA remasters, which are coming soon, and, and yeah, I will have bought those. This will be the probably the third iteration that I will have bought uh, the GTAs on uh, originally, and then on Android, and now uh, hopefully on Switch. Um, I'm quite excited about playing them again. It does feel like they. Um, I mean, if our GTA leaker is to be believed. Um, did I tell you I've uh, I've subscribed to the Game Leaks subreddit? <laughs> yeah, there is one, and it's got all sorts of interesting stuff there, Steve, that you wouldn't believe is going on, and that's where they get all their news from, all the all the journalists. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we could be games journalists if we wanted to be. Um, and anyway, so on there they've been doing things like uh, unpicking some of the data, the metadata in the in the uh, Unreal launcher, and it sounds like they're going to be. Um, uh, they get so good, good news. They're going to redo the controls because the original GTA, I don't think, had 
two analog sticks did it so therefore the camera controls were horrific and um they're, they're going to improve draw distance graphics stuff like that good good thumbs up looking forward to that although bear in mind that they've not actually confirmed any of this potential bad though everyone's really worried um about the soundtracks so mm. the soundtracks have already been modified uh since the original games came out anyway and people are a little bit concerned that it's going to have all of the good stuff removed and just some sort of rock star lift music in, uh, <laughs> instead. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, this, this isn't a remaster of a remaster, but it will be the third different version of it I'm going to buy. Ian L suggests, in response on uh, the One Life Left Discord, suggests the Wipeout Omega collection, given that it's a remaster of PS4's Wipeout HD, uh, which I thought was quite a smart response. So I'll take that as my answer too. <laughs> Weasel Spoon says this, Hello team, I'm thinking of diving back into chiptunes again. Before I go back in, what's the best sounding machine? Do I finally need to source a working SID chip? Pip, pip, Robert. Uh, do you have any any answer to that, Simon? I mean, I'm just going to say yes, confidently. Yes, definitely. Yes. Uh, for, for me, Robert, you'll, you won't be able to find better uh, than LSDJ on the Game Boy, which I think sounds beautiful and is so fun to play around with, but you know that already. Uh, and Lawrence Weir writes this. Hi team, in my teenage years, I played nearly every genre of game and mostly went off review... Sh- review- <laughs> and mostly went off review scores to decide what I'd choose to play. Now, I haven't played a driving game or a shooter in years, even if they are rated very highly. Makes me wonder what kind of games I'll still be playing in my dotage. Nothing with any reflex skills, I'm thinking. Do you have any thoughts on how your own gaming tastes have changed over your lives so far, and how you think they'll progress going forward? Love the show. Lawrence. Uh, I liked Lawrence's use of tense there. He was talking about how things are going to change for him as he gets older and then talked about how things have changed for us. Uh, How have things changed for you, Simon? Well, the worry is, and, you know, I find this across uh, many, all forms of media, is that you tend, as you get older, you tend to stick with what you know. And again, I've just mentioned it. Like, you know, it's not as if I've got loads of unplayed games on Steam. Uh, we've played games on Switch, but what am I looking forward to? I'm looking forward to playing GTA again. Um, <laughs> like the only music I listen to is Muse. Uh, you know, my Spotify subscription is essentially for me to rent Muse albums that I already own on vinyl <laughs> and CD. That's all. I mean, obviously, it's nice to keep my daughter entertained as she goes to sleep, but that's effectively what I do. And similarly with films, you find yourself, you know, often drawn to the old favourites, and so. That's the worry there is that you just end up in this huge loop of playing remasters. <laughs> mm. yeah. I don't know. It's, it's just, it's just hard. Um, it's hard starting something new. I mean, we talked about Deathloop, didn't we? It's a game that I definitely mm-hmm. want to play more of, but I, I, I haven't gone back to it because I just felt so overwhelmed with trying to learn new stuff. Absolutely uh, the same. A hundred percent. Like I, I want to love that game and I want to go back in, but it's so much easier to play something, uh, smaller. And I think that that's what I find as, as I, grow older i'm drawn more to little itch games and small games um especially ones that run on mac because that's just in front of me all the time things that i can play and also i can tell myself that when i'm playing these things i'm learning more about the next generation of games because these are generally made by the next generation of game creators often it's true that itch games and small games do more interesting things so i do think that that is good for me but truthfully, the thing is, the thing that you're talking about, Simon, as I get older, I've less patience for committing to a four-hour, essentially a four-hour introductory section to a game that's going to take 40 to 60 hours to play because I don't have that amount of time. And also committing to 40 to 60 hours of EG Deathloop. I don't know if it's that long, but you know, committing to a, a big, big game means you're not playing 10 other games and you'll probably find something more interesting in those, in, in those 10 games. Um yeah that's it i think good letters this week good discourse on the discord really uh, good if you yeah. want to email us you can email team at one or you can join the mailbag channel on our discord you'll find the address for that in the show notes
we're back. This is One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM and on a podcast, if that's how you choose to listen to us. Simon, do we have any more news on the podcast thing that we're doing? The news is I raised it during a a call that I had last week. Uh, there are a couple of personnel changes happening behind the scenes. Once that's sorted, then we'll be able to go public with our news. $4.55 million. <laughs> <laughs> and all sold. it cost us was the lives of 130 people on our Discord. <laughs> We've been sold to an esports conglomerate. What they wanted is two young, sexy, dynamic <laughs> radio co-hosts. And by goodness, they've got them. Uh, no, uh, is the answer. Uh, hopefully soon. Okay. Hopefully soon. Uh, should briefly mention that we did uh, Mariochi last Friday. It's absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much for coming to that. We will be doing a gig at Develop, Simon. I'm coming, Steve. I'm bringing some of my bringing some of my colleagues as well. That's exciting. We're going to do it on the Wednesday night. If any of our listeners are um, around at Develop on the Wednesday, please drop into Loading Bar. Uh, we're back at Loading. That's really really exciting too. Um, and if you join the Mariochi Discord, you'll also find out news of a secret show we are doing in London uh, very soon as a warm up gig for something else we're doing. Oh, and guess what? We're going to Oslo. What? Oh, we. Yeah, if you want. I do uh, want. When? 4th or 5th of, 4th and 5th of November. Uh, That's quite soon. Two nights only. Um, two gigs in two nights. We're going to do a gig at a um, at a Norwegian uh, cluster of indie developers. It'd be weird if it was a different nationalities cluster of indie developers, but in <laughs> Oslo. <laughs> we're doing a, a game hub there, and then the next night we're playing a pub, playing a game bar. Uh, at Tilt in Oslo, which we've done before and is always a brilliant night. So if you are a Norwegian listener, come along to that. Uh, we'll wow. get you in and that'll be super fun. Great. I'll have to check my diary. So, um, yeah, is it time for the reviews? It's time for the reviews. Let's do the reviews. Simon, what have you been playing this week? This week's D, uh, on my OLED Switch, I have briefly been playing Metroid Dread, uh, which not... I didn't... I'm really annoyed about what happened, really. That I, so, I don't mind the Metroid games. Right? I don't love them. I, I wasn't particularly excited by the Metroid announcement during the Nintendo Direct. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. That's going to pass me by. Um, fine. You know, I'm pleased that other people are excited by it. Good stuff. I'll just be getting on with something else. So I was quite happy with that position until I saw, or on the internet, somebody point out that Curry's had mispriced uh, Metroid Dread and were <laughs> selling it for £26. Now, the full price is about £49, I think, £49.99. Um, and so I was like, oh, okay, £26. Oh, I should probably get it then. So I did. I bought it for £26. Um, and then I saw the reviews come out. And I was like, ha, ha, ha. Uh, I'm pleased that I got that such a discount. I'm really looking forward to playing this now because everyone else has said how brilliant it was. And then I loaded it up and uh, I spent, I don't know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes maybe, um, going through the sort of early stages. Uh, I think, I mean, I, I, I think the thing on this Metroid is that you get chased by robots and um, you have to run away from them a lot. And I just found it really difficult and I didn't know where I was going and I really was not finding it satisfying in any sense. Dying quite frequently, but then also not being sure whether my running off a screen meant that I was running in the right direction, the wrong direction or what have you. Uh, I just got a bit more frustrated, a bit more frustrated. And I just thought, look, look, people are already talking about how complicated the controls get when you you start reclaiming some of your powers and also i've seen some discussion about how tricky the bosses are and like well if you, if you can't even get past this bit without being annoyed there's just no way that you're going to persevere for you know however long it takes to, te- to to finish and and apparently it's not particularly long but even so i'm like do you know what to ebay and as i sit here Steve, uh my listing has had 177 views which i think is the most on ebay 36 watchers the whole of ebay is 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 ready to pounce it's already at 29 pounds minus postage <laughs> obviously that's postage on top of that i'm already in the money see i don't need the 4.55 million um and so yeah that will be sold on tuesday it'll be in the post on wednesday and then we can forget this ever happened perfect well done simon 
Thanks. <laughs> well done for making a bold decision. Well done for making a profit. But more importantly, well done for living up to type. <laughs> well, there we go. So um, I have played. I played one new game briefly this week, uh, which I want to mention. Uh, I played a game called Elect Head. Oh, that looks so good! It looks so good. Yes. So I only played it very, very briefly, um, basically because it's a PC game. And I uh, no longer have a PC, so I played, <laughs> I played it for a moment, and then suddenly uh, my PC's gone away. So I need to get a new PC, and this is exactly the sort of game you don't buy a new PC for because it's a very, very simple, um, really tight platformer. I guess from the, I think I played it for maybe quarter of an hour or twenty minutes. An impression I get is that it is a high concept, super fun tight platformer in the manner of the letter V six times. Uh, wait, is it six times or seven times? Uh, yeah. Yeah. V, 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 V. Should have said that because no one's going to count the number of Vs. <laughs> right. T. Cav would if he was a, if he was on a boat listening to the podcast. Um, yeah, so it's it's like that. It's got a gimmick which is that you are a bulb-headed robot, or at least electricity-charged robot, and when you step onto platforms, uh, that causes things to happen. Um, and so, according to that, you have to jump around these platforms. It's classic platforming action with a gimmick. Seven out of ten. Uh, the reason I haven't been playing that, apart from the loss of my PC, and if any listeners know where I should get a decent PC from in 2021 when we live on Plague Island and nothing is being delivered here, let alone fancy graphics cards that you can't get anywhere in the world, please let me know on the Discord. The other reason I haven't been doing that is because I've uh, been playing Monkey Ball again. Uh, which I've now got for the Switch as well as the PC, which is fortunate because I don't have a PC to play Monkey Ball on anymore. And it's still really, really great. Uh, I've learned a couple of things. Oh, well, a few things. I've learned that the notches in the GameCube controller were absolutely vital to that game. I fail to see how some of these courses are completable on the Switch Joy-Con. Have you, have you played it? I have done, yes. I um, but I, I, I suspect that I play it very differently to you. Um, I mean, I'm just playing just to get through the courses. I'm not. I'm not trying to collect everything. I'm not necessarily interested in uh, uh-huh. being being the fastest. So, um, uh, but yeah, I, I, I've I've played through to the third world in story mode. I think, and I found some of the. Some of the levels in the volcano uh, section quite quite tricky early on. I'm not playing the story mode. I'm playing the standard original sets of levels, and I'm finding the casual levels, which I could do no problem on the GameCube, uh, absolutely really really challenging at points on uh, the Switch controls, which have that drift right. And I'm blaming it on the drift rather than being, you know, 20 years older than I was when I found it no challenge at all but I do think you know I, I do think the hardware has got something to do with it the other thing it's confirmed and I had an argument about this at Marioki on Friday well, you were uh, shouting at the audience were you from the this stage. was actually after when I went up to say oh thanks so much to come, uh, for coming to someone and we got chatting and pretty quickly it descended into Monkey Ball 2 is much better than Monkey Ball which is absolutely not true. Super Monkey Ball course design is beautiful and solid. Super Monkey Ball 2, they start to, even in the early levels, start to just do tricks and gimmicks and switches and bits that you have to hop and yeah, it's just, it's it's fine. It's it's still a much better game than all the other Monkey Balls, but it's measurably worse than Monkey Ball 1. And yeah, I'm absolutely certain of that. But the other thing, the other thing that I learned from playing Monkey Ball, especially playing it on the Switch, is it is a perfect game to introduce your two and a half year old daughter to. Because it is harmless and charming and um well, I recorded her, so I will let her take it from here. I'm Alice Cohen, and this is Wood Life Left. Alice, what's this? It's Monkey Ball. Have you played Monkey Ball? Yeah. What do you do in Monkey Ball? We, we try and get bananas. How do you get bananas? We have to go in a pool and then try and catch bananas. 
What else do you do in Monkey Ball? We row a boat. And? We, we, we play the, the, the monkey ball. We try to knock things down, don't we? Yeah. What do we knock down? Pins. Pins. What do you like most in Monkey Ball? Pins. Who do you play as in Monkey Ball? Uh, I, I. And? Doctor. And? Uh, Baby. Who do you like the most? Uh, maybe. What do you like about Monkey Ball the best? Three. Number three. How do the monkeys get into the ball? They have to go on a train. Why are the monkeys in the ball? Because they have a... They have a dress. Do you like Monkey Ball? Yeah. What would you give Monkey Ball out of ten? Seven out of ten. Do you have anything else to say to the listeners of One Life Left? No. I don't. Do you want to say goodbye? Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, that's adorable, I say, having not heard it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it was, you know, it's very exciting getting her on the radio show. Very oh, exciting getting her to commit just, to something um, like that. Just for my own benefit, I mean, uh, how long was she speaking for? <laughs> she was speaking for about uh, two minutes. Something okay. Like I was just wondering where we are in the show, given that that's being dropped in shortly after we finish recording. Well, yeah, we've also got to take out all of the um, all of the libel, all of the slander, and all of the swearing. So we're probably down to about twenty five minutes now. <laughs> I did have to edit out um, a slip of the tongue last week. Did you? I did. Yeah, I did. Something that I shouldn't have said. I said, okay. and wasn't broadcast. Yeah, I know. Let's imagine, thank thank goodness we aren't doing these live at the moment. I tell you. <laughs> Talking of which, when mm. we um, when we called out that listener a couple of episodes ago and said, you know, the one who wanted to know the name of the chair. Yeah. And did you, did they ever get in touch? They've right just got in touch this weekend, Steve. And, have they? Um, yeah, I've not had a chance to reply quite yet because, um, yeah, I mean, it is it is quite a journey of two uh, direct message tweets, actually, which say, hey, it was me. And then they also end on a, on a, on a, on a bombshell. Really? Yep. Okay, that's very exciting. I look forward to finding out what that is. Or you can tell me now and I'll edit it out of the show. Don't tell me now because I don't want to. Well, shall I tell you now and then uh, then you you can decide whether it's fit for broadcast? It will also save Uh, me having to sort of message back. Sure. Um, It's from Harry Homewood who says, uh, I'm listening to your show and I believe that I am that man in Gamer Chair Gates. Steve wasn't listening to me properly. If he'd let me finish my sentence, he would have heard me saying I was searching your Twitter to find the brand of the Gamer Chair due to a bad back. Anyway, then I think I got distracted and bought a new mattress, brackets non-gamer instead. Gaming mattress, that's an idea. Maybe (laughs) you may may still be in the market for a game chair, although said mattress is doing this trick. Weak anecdote. He then says, more to the point, I've just discovered that Steve doesn't follow me on Twitter. Usual suspect (laughs) level of twist there. (laughs) I don't follow anyone on Twitter, apart from you, Simon. There we go. And you're muted. <laughs> right, I look, I'm going to listen to the show, see if you keep that in. Who knows? Who knows yet? All right, it's been uh, super fun, as always, Simon. Um, nice to chat to you. Yes, looking forward to next week, hey? Looking forward to it, and looking forward to you having to edit it as well. You're such a... <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh... All right. Thank you for uh, listening. Thank you to Resonance. And thank you to you, Simon. Until next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.